John the Baptist is beheaded. Good morning, Christian America. We know that story. We know that John the Baptist, the son of Elizabeth and Zechariah, the one who precedes Jesus Christ in his ministry, the one who baptizes the Son of God in the River Jordan, he's beheaded by the king. But why is he beheaded by the king? Because he stands for something. He speaks out for what is right. Let's talk about how we can stand up and speak out for what is right in today's world, in today's society, regardless of the consequences in which we may face. So get out your Bibles, turn to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6. We're going to start at verse 14 this morning. Let's get right into the word. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across this great land. And why? Because it's so important. It's the most important thing that we could possibly do as a community to spread the word of God, not spread it in an angry manner, not spread it and force it and coerce it onto people and be judgmental in the way we talk about Christ, but to follow the example that Christ gives us, to follow the example of the apostles that followed Jesus. A message of love, a message of truth, a message that adds numbers dedicated to Christ, not dedicated to ourselves, not dedicated to a certain denomination, but dedicated to Christ. It's that turn away from God that we talked about last week that has driven so much division within our society. It's time for Christians who recognize the evil that's being done, the evil that, that's being perpetrated on our society, on our children, on our friends and our family, on our communities. It's time for us to stand up and speak out. And what better way to see and hear and read the example of John the Baptist today. It just so happens that that's exactly where we've come to in the Gospel of Mark. If you have your Bibles out, I ask you to turn to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, verse 14. And we're going to pick up at this section of the Gospel where we picked up last week is that Mark is describing all the details, all the good deeds, all the wonders that Jesus is performing. He's driving out demons. He's healing the sick. He's helping the lame walk. He's teaching. and He's teaching how to pray. And Mark is very briefly and concisely going through all of these things, recounting what's happening in Jesus's ministry. But then he, he, he after Jesus sends out the 12 there's a there's a break in in the in the narrative of jesus's ministry and we get a flashback to john the baptist and what's happened to him and so that's just where we're coming to in this podcast today it's it's right in line with scripture it's so very important that you see scripture that you 
read scripture that we show it to you so you can read it for yourself so that way there's no misunderstanding about what scripture actually says we can discuss what it means where there can be dialogue and conversation and wholesome debate but we should not be arguing about what is actually said what has actually been done scripture provides that for us and that's what we try to do here on this podcast today is provide you this portion of scripture in context to the preceding chapters to the preceding text as well as what comes afterward and what we see here today is we're going to get into mark's recounting of john the baptist and the fear of the leadership in their society over one man standing firm telling the truth calling people out especially the leaders who need to be called out for going against the word of god going against the rule god's rule of law against god's commands because john knew as jesus knows and takes to task the leadership of his day that when the leaders are corrupted it's not a it's a symptom rather than a cause the cause is that the people are being corrupted and they are putting corruption in charge and then when the leaders become corrupt they surround themselves with other corrupt individuals and who do they take it out on they take out their vengeance they take out their wrath on the people they suck up all the riches they suck up all the resources they hand them out to the people who agree with them and their wicked ways and they go after everyone else who's pointing their finger saying that you're doing things that you're not supposed to be doing we see you doing things that you're not supposed to be doing you're living in a manner you're governing in a manner you're treating people in a manner that you shouldn't be treating people you lack dignity and the dignity of the office in which you hold that's what john does that's what he does in this passage he holds his leaders to account and he's not afraid to speak out about it. So let's get right into it. I'd like to share this with you. I'm going to bring this on the screen. Again, the Gospel of Mark chapter 6, we're going to start at verse 14. Verse 14 starts off and it says King Herod heard about it from his fame for his fame had become widespread and people were saying John the Baptist. Okay. This is uh King Herod hears about Jesus. They're talking about Jesus at this point in time. And it says, King Herod heard about it and all that it being all the works that Jesus is performing, all the miracles that are taking place. King Herod heard about it for his fame had become widespread and people were saying, John the Baptist has been raised from the dead. That is why mighty powers are at work in him. Others were saying he is Elijah. Still others, he is a prophet like any of the prophets. But when Herod learned of it, he said, it is John whom I beheaded. He has been raised up. You can see that what he did to John still haunts the king. 
Herod was the one who had John arrested and bound in prison on account of Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip, whom he had married. John said to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have married your brother's wife. Herod's, uh, Herodias harbored a grudge against him and wanted to kill him, but was unable to do so. Herod feared John, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man, and kept him in custody. When he heard him speak, he was very much perplexed, yet liked to listen to him. She had an opportunity one day when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his uh, courtiers, his military officers, and the leading men of Galilee. Herodias' own daughter came in and performed a dance that delighted Herod and his guests. The king said to the girl, ask of me whatever you wish and I will grant it to you. He even swore many things to her. I will grant you whatever you ask of me, even to half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her, mother's, to her mother, what shall I ask for? She replied, the head of John the Baptist. The girl hurried back to the king's presence and made her request. I want you to give me at once on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was deeply distressed, but because of his oaths and the guest, he did not wish to break his word to her. So he, so he promptly dispatched an executioner with orders to bring back his head. He went off and beheaded him in the prison. He brought the head on a platter and gave it to the girl. The girl in turn gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard about it, they came and took his body and laid it in the tomb. What a horrific story. What a horrific story and ending to John's ministry. This goes to show you another example of the corruption of leadership. They say that power corrupts. They say that absolute power corrupts absolutely. That is the blessing of our knowledge in Jesus himself because he, although he has the power to change water into wine, to calm the storms, to heal the sick and to cleanse out lepers, he is not corrupted. He is sinless in his ministry. He speaks truth to power. He is the truth. He says so himself. John stands up to the earthly authorities when they do wrong. You're not supposed to marry your brother's wife. It's against our laws. It's against our traditions. It is not right in this society. And because he speaks the truth, they didn't kill him right away. They just arrested him. Because they want to know the truth. It's insinuated in this passage that Herodias and Herod want to hear what John said. They say he's per they, they're perplexed by his teachings, which seems to, to infer that they recognize the truth in which he speaks, but they don't want to hear the truth in which he speaks. So they arrest him. 
the corruption of leadership leads to tyranny of the just. Or is that sounding familiar in 2021? The corruption of the leadership leads to the tyranny of the just. It's an example of what is to come. But I don't think this is a cautionary tale of what might happen to us in order so that we may not stand up, that we may be quiet and shirk our duties as Christians. I believe that this passage is a rallying cry. That to this day, John the Baptist sits in eternal life with Jesus Christ. That his followers and the people, all the people that came after him, have reached eternal life as well. And they did so by following God's commandments, as Jesus says, loving one another as they love themselves, but still speaking truth to the powers that be. And we should all be so lucky to be martyred and enter into eternal life for standing for our beliefs in peace, for standing for our beliefs in justice, for standing on the principles that God has passed down to us. If we don't, then we are like Herod's guests eating fine foods and drinking fine wines, watching this debauchery take place, this sensual dance that arouses men's ideas. So much so that they give oaths, they promise things, anything, even half the kingdom. Imagine that. Imagine your leadership selling off half of what is ours collectively, half of the people's land, because they're so aroused. Imagine the debauchery in that. Imagine the corruption in that. And then the people around them, silent, possibly even encouraging it, smiling, nodding their heads in approval. When the girl asks the king to do murder on an innocent man who speaks the truth. And he, and he obliges. The executioner does what the executioner does, brings back the head of a of an innocent man on a platter. I hope and I pray that there are more people in the country today that are willing to stand like John than are willing to stand around with Herod. I hope and I pray that there are more of us who are willing to speak truth 
to power, to speak against the corruption of our leaders, to speak against the corruption of the churches, to speak against the corruption of the institutions, then there are people that want to go to the ball, that want to go to the party, that want to be invited, that want to be one of the quote-unquote elite of society, that nod and smile and clap hands while corruption, debauchery, while even murder is not just sanctioned, but celebrated. We have millions of children that are being murdered in the womb every day, every year. And it's being celebrated by our leaders. It's being celebrated by our institutions. It's being celebrated by the people who are supposed to protect us. This passage may seem unrelated to today's world. I would beg to differ. I believe that it hits home a lot closer than we want to admit. The next question is, what do we do about it? I want you to ponder that this week. As you interact with your friends, when you as you interact with your colleagues, as the economy opens up and we hopefully the the leaders in our respective states, cities and country allow us to go back to work, allow us to go back to out to eat, allow us to go to the movies, allow us to go to church, allow us to sing in church without being fined, without being arrested, without being shamed, without being yelled at. As you interact in this world that we live in this week, think about this passage. Think about who you want to be. Someone who stands for truth and risks paying the ultimate earthly price in order to receive everlasting life in heaven. Or would you rather be exalted here on the earth and be humbled mightily afterward? If you like what we do here on this podcast, if you like these messages, if you if you like going through scripture because you don't have time and you're just listening to it on the podcast, if you if you, if you agree with us that the revitalization of the Christian faith across our land is the most important thing, share this video like this video comment on this video tell your friends about this platform on facebook on on twitter on instagram on parlor on rumble wherever you're watching this wherever you're listening to this spotify apple podcast google podcast wherever tell your friends it's time to start thinking about what we can do as a community to bring our values back in line with god's values it's time to start thinking as a community and as a country and as a society, what we can do to spread the message of God 
Because when we become corrupted, our leaders reflect that. So when you look at our leadership in, in your job, in the church, in our government, city, state, whatever, and you have a problem with the people that you see in charge, remember, they're just the result of us collectively. So although you can say it's not you, what are you doing to reverse course? What are you doing to change it? There's some more to ponder on this week. Again, and if you like what we do here, like, uh, like this video, comment on this video, engage this video, share this video, talk to your friends, spread the good news. We'll be back here on Friday, as we always are uh, here on the podcast. And until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.